Hello, friends, and welcome to the Questions Podcast. This is episode 58 of the Questions Podcast. We are fully quarantined. We are quarantined, social distancing. But we still have our spiritual minty freshness. And lots of cold-blooded love. Getting colder by the day, actually. It's supposed to rain a whole bunch this next week, that's I saw. That's what I hear. My More sinuses rain. are uh, informing me. Maybe that's my problem. The, well, uh, I, one of our problems. Well, the problem I'm currently having, yes. which the last two days have woken up with the worst vertigo. Actually, it's not as bad as it was two years ago, but it's pretty bad. It's terrible. Room spinning, whole deal. Yeah. You know what you need, bro? Um, more lattes? A bombero burrito with oh. extra jalapenos. That would clear out those I sinuses. Think, I don't think my body can handle a bombero. I've been on the COVID-19 diet, which is basically eating way too much <laughs> oh. junk food. Are you on the COVID-19 diet? I'm fighting it, bro. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's killing me. I don't I, think I put I will on admit, any weight. I will admit I stepped on the scale this morning oh, and, no. and realized that maybe, maybe today is a fasting day. Oh, other than a latte. Okay, I rode my bike four times last week. Mm-hmm. I went on a bike ride yesterday. Yeah, and we we were distanced. Yeah, okay, and I went with you know more fit guys than myself. Yeah, and uh, you know the the man in me doesn't like getting left behind. Uh huh. Well, no one wants to be left behind. No. So um, Todd, who's in great shape and rides his bike every day to work. Which Todd? Todd Scheidemann. Okay. Uh, owner of C's Deli, which the deli, they are which open. Is still going right now? Yeah. So go down and buy but a only sandwich. for takeout. Just for takeout. No they have in. like the greatest supply of exotic root beers and cream sodas down there. Exotic. Yes. I mean like brands you've never heard of. He must have a hundred different root beers and cream sodas there. When you say exotic and foods, we just want to give a public service announcement today to our many multitudes of listeners about things that they ought not to eat according to the scriptures, right? Exactly. And this is a... This is important stuff. Elementary, yet very, very Elementary, timely. my dear Watson. Yes. Yes. Don't eat pigs. Don't eat bats. Don't eat beetles, flies, or gnats. Stay away from all of that. A message from the Lord. There we go. Don't eat bats. Yes, because one dude in China... Apparently. I mean, that is the, that's that the, is story. the story. Ate a bat. I want to know who the guy is who ate the bat. But he, unfortunately, he probably did not survive. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. You know what, you know what they call that person who's the source? Patient the Zero. Patient Zero. That's kind of cool. I think. Is there a movie a called Patient Zero? No, but I think we need a t-shirt that says Patient Zero. What do we test positive for? Minty freshness? Spiritual uh, minty go. freshness? I was going to say, we, we test, hus- we test uh, positive for me and husbands. Yeah, well, that's true. Drive our, cra- our wives crazy. Oh, my gosh. Patient zero. That's me. Here, here. So, a message Well, your wife's working all the time. She's in... Well, I, I got to I gotta say this the right way. She is working in the ICU. She's not in the ICU. She is in the ICU, but not as a patient. She is working at this very moment. She is in the ICU today. Now, here's what's great. And she was yesterday. If she's mad at you... Yes. And she goes to work, she can get all that frustration and anger out by poking needles in people and well, taking blood out. You probably, I don't know if you experienced this when your wife was going through nursing school, but when my wife was going through nursing school, oh. she would come home, like one time she comes home mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of IV kit stuff. You know, the needle, the IV. Yeah. She says, I need to practice. I said, on what? On you. I was like, 
No, you do not. <laughs> Forget about it, honey. So we sat at the dining room table, and she poked me and gave me an IV right there. And she did a good job, I'll say that. But I was not happy. I'm not a fan of needles. So not happy. Just a little secret for our listeners. Right. You know, a little revelation about Mark Childers. Yeah. I hate needles. Yeah, I know this about you. And I, I, I don't like the look of them. I don't like needles, and I don't like big, gnarly scars. Yeah. I don't want to see your scar. I got one right here. You want to see it? I've seen that scar oh, yeah. where the dog bit you, yeah. tried to chew your arm off. He did. But big, gnarly, like, I think it's the stitches. They freak me out. And uh-huh. I, there's a lot of stuff I'm not afraid of. Like, you know, wounds. Hey, some, something's bleeding, I'm fine. I'll put you back together. But I don't like needles. And yeah. part of that is is I am... They call me a bad stick, so I'm a really ah, difficult can't stick. Can't find a vein. Yeah, yeah. And so my veins roll when they do things, and so yeah. I have to like drink a gallon of water. You got roly poly veins. Yes, and then I got this. This I have to wear a like a you know long sleeve shirt to keep it warm. Oh, okay. And then um, I and just go in and I tell them, "Here's the deal: if you if you've got to poke me four or five times, I'm going to end up on the floor. So you better send your best well, person." Last in. time, the last time I went to our doctor Kaiser. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to get a blood draw a few months ago. That that uh, vampire lady, the lady who took my drip, my blood, the phlebotomist, she was spectacular. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like to do that either. Like I'm not a fan. Um, but I didn't even feel it. And I mean, she was done. Boom. I was like, "That's it." She goes, "That's it." You are awesome. You deserve a raise. You should tell management or something. But I yeah. always, when somebody gets it the first time, yeah. And it's usually a gal. You got to applaud them when they. I do. I say, God bless you. Truly. You are doing an amazing thing for humanity right now. Truly, truly. Because, yeah, nobody wants to pick my carcass up off the floor. I'm telling you that right now. So, um, I, I have a little message for you, Mark. Really? Yes, I do. Here you go. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Pour a cheerful toast and fill it, happy anniversary. But be careful you don't fill it, happy anniversary. Today, April 2nd, a day which will live in infamy, April 2nd is uh, officially your anniversary of coming to Cross Connection Church to uh, be the the uh, executive pastor here at Cross Connection Church. Wow, seven years happy, flies. Happy anniversary. Thank you. I, seven I, years. I am I mean, I was having a lot of fun here. Right. I'm having a little less fun now that I can't come here right. as much, but right. I, I've, it's been great. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure our bylaws say that after seven years of employee, you can actually take a sabbatical. I think I already am. I think we're on sabbatical yeah, right we're now. we're on sabbatical right now. Welcome. We, we decided to give the entire staff a sabbatical for, oh, yeah. your, it's, uh, for your seventh anniversary. Well, everybody's, it's weird because everybody's coming in and doing their work at different times right. or online. Staggered schedules. We're Zooming in on Zoom. Yeah. We uh, have a Zoom tea meeting today at 3 o'clock. Exactly. State of the Union, so to speak. Thursdays at 3 is tea mm-hmm. time. Or high tea, yeah. High tea time. And uh, yeah. Wow. Happy anniversary, Mark. Well, thank you. I'm so thank glad you. you finally succumbed to my my challenges, or shall I say requests, to come and work up here in North County. I'm glad I had the clarity of thought to do that. Of I prayer. agree. So. I, think, I think your wife had a big part to play in that, too. I think she, she was helpful she in did. that. She's very spiritually in tune. Yeah. Honestly, took me four months praying about this. About three and a half, four months. She said, that, I've never seen you pray about anything more. I go, it's man, I just... a good thing to pray about. Well, I just want to make sure... Big decisions. 
Well, and when you're making a move like that, um, even if things get a little dicey or discouraging at times, you know that the Lord's behind it and he meant that and you didn't make a silly decision based on emotion or finances or anything like that. So I'm super blessed to be here. Truly. Well, I, I think it's that time in our show. For, I can feel uh, it. Can you feel it? Yeah, it's coming on. And here we go. In the news. In the news. Uh, I actually didn't know about this until last night when you sent me a text message with a picture. That the U.S. Mint has officially released this year, and they put out a, a, a news report about this, and I didn't... this. You know, it happened to get past my attention and all my reading of the news back in January. Well, I picked yes. it up a very reliable source in the beginning, ferreted this out from a very reliable source, and that would one be... One of our correspondents in the field. Yes. Right. Ethan Childers' Instagram. He was our correspondent in the field. Yes. And yes, here's he was, the headline. This is from January 10th, so we're going back a little bit, but right, now but it's new he, news he for He found us. this in, of all places, Reedsport, Oregon. So he actually has the specimen. He has the specimen. Is he holding on to the specimen? I believe he is. Okay. Yes, says the headline at USA Today from January 10th, 2020. Yes, you can actually get a quarter, a United States quarter, that's 25 cents, with a bat on it this year among the other beautiful quarters released or a number of different things that are put out this year but one of them is from national park of america samoa i didn't know that we had a national park in america samoa evidently we do apparently we do the 2020 quarter has a mama bat and a baby bat the bats and so i i think we would rightly call this the year of the bat I think some of our conspiracy theorist friends, yeah. this uh -huh. is just going to cement their opinions. This was planned. Do you remember when my, my wife got attacked by a bat? Yes. I don't think you were a part of the staff then. I was not you uh, a part of the staff. Yeah. However, you know, after you tell everybody what's going on, I actually wrote a horror movie based on this. Did you? Yeah, kind of in my head. So, um, yeah, I did a wedding for a family in our church for their daughter. And uh, we had just got done with the wedding. And my wife and I were walking around this lake. It was in this beautiful place out in the wine country in uh, Temecula. And we're walking around the, the side of the lake. And Andrea was like, you know, she was probably a good six months pregnant, maybe. Mm -hmm. Five, six months pregnant with Evangeline. And uh, we're standing there talking with the, the mother and father of the bride. We're having a talk. And Andrea feels this thing kind of hit her on the side of the head. And she thought like it was a leaf or something falling off the tree. And she goes like this, and then she turns to me, and there is a bat, like a full-on, real little furry rodent oh, bat, so flying creepy. rodent, attached to her ear. And I was like, it's a bat! Did you <laughs> knock it down, or did she? I, I had my Bible in my hand. You hit her? The good old Cambridge. All right. And Ooh, I, that's a heavy one. It's the New King James Ooh. Cambridge gave the, gave the bat a whack with the Bible. And Ooh. the bat fell on the ground, and it's laying on its back, and it's kind of like, not doing so well. Did you kill it? N no. Uh, it, we discovered after the fact. You got to keep the bat. You're supposed to keep the bat. Yes. And and so I had put my foot on top of the bat. And I was like, should I should I kill it? I don't know what to do. Absolutely. And then when I picked up my foot, he's holding on to the bottom of my shoe. Like his little, his little claw things. Creepy. I had to shake my foot and the bat fell off. And then he got up and he kind of crawled around. And then about five minutes later, he flew off. This is like the middle of the day, though. It's not like bat time. And um, something was wrong with that. That was on bat. a Saturday. 
the following day, I'm telling one of the guys at the church about this, and uh, and he was a biology teacher. Ooh. And he says to me, um, you know, you're supposed to keep the bat. And I said, what? Why would I keep the bat? And he goes, they could have rabies, and you need to go to the hospital. So we spent, well, first we went to our regular doctor here in town. And this was on a Sunday. They said, you need to go to urgent care. So then we go to urgent care, and they say, mm, we think you should go to the emergency room. Like, the emergency room? Come on, this is not that big a deal. So we go to Zion, and, uh, and I'm sitting out in the car with, the at the time, the two other kids. And pregnant Andrea was in the emergency room for like four hours. She had to do the whole um, rabies shot thing. Oh, that's why deal. you keep the bat. Because they can test right, the bat for rabies. The bat, yeah. Save you some needles. So she had to get all these shots. And um, yeah. And then the funny part is, is that our daughter Evangeline, with whom Andrea was pregnant with at that time, uh, she, she has a great fondness for bats and always has. And we had never told her the story about the bat, but it was just like, it's really strange that for like two years in a row on on uh, Halloween, she wanted to dress like a bat. She just loved bats. Hence my, my bat movie. Girl. Bat girl. That's yes. my movie. Uh-huh. So my movie was mom gets bit by a bat. Mm-hmm. And then, but this is a radioactive bat. Flew right out of Chernobyl. They all are. Oh, all they're all radioactive. All absolutely. Especially the ones from Wuhan. Yeah. So Those the Wuhan bat flies in from Wuhan because yeah. it was stuck to the side of a 747. The bat held on to the side. Held on. Oh, yeah. It was That's stuck one there. heck of a bat. That's a, well, these bats are very resilient, evidently. Oh. And the little girl gets bit, named Evangeline. Mm. Or, the, or the mom gets bit. Yeah. You know, Evangeline is Andrea. born. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so Evangeline is born. And she's a little different than yep. the other kids. Yep. Yep. And see, I've got a, I got a soft spot for, for Evangeline. Evangeline. You she's, always have. She's great. Since she's you great. first came here seven yeah, years ago. I, I, yeah, she's awesome. So... All your kids are awesome. But I, Evangeline, there's just something there. Yeah. So she's going to be president, but that's another story. So then Evangeline. Probably. Or Batgirl, one or the other. Yeah. Well, when you, in, the, in the story, when Evangeline, when she hits puberty, right, and she starts growing and all this stuff, all of a sudden she starts doing weird stuff like hanging upside down in the closet and this and that. So funny you should say that because I, I w- we were over by some monkey bars yesterday. Uh-huh. She was hanging upside down from the monkey Well, bars. there you go. There you go. And then she starts to get, in the movie, gets bat-like qualities. What would be a bat-like quality? Can like, she do the echolocation? Exactly. She could close. She was the only kid that can run through the living room with her eyes closed and ah, not run into anything. Right. The challenge Man, that this, you're having, though, in the I movie. I saw this video. Yeah. It was on like 60 Minutes or something. Uh-huh. This is about 10 years ago. And it was this guy. He was a teenager at the time. And he had been blind from birth. And he would click like that. And, and he could literally like echolocate. Really? The blind kid was riding rollerblades. Well, clicking, and and he had developed like this super sense. To that's be pretty to, good. Now, if he could catch a amazing. baseball, that'd really be something. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So anyway, that video. That in the movie, the girl gets all these bat-like qualities, but because it's Evangeline, right? She uses them for good. For good, of course, and not she evil. Would. But she's getting so she gets has a really hard time hiding the fangs. So yeah. There anyway, you go. okay. In other news. You oh, we got how, more? I, I do have one more story. I want to hear it. Um, you know how sometimes really smart people are really stupid? All the time. Well, not all the time. I mean, I think it goes back to what you've talked about before, that everybody yeah. gets 100 points. Do you want to explain to our listeners about the 100-point theory? So here's my theory. The Mark Childers 100-point right. theory. I, well, I grew up along around a lot of really super intelligent people, 
In, in, in some respects. In some respects. Right. In La Jolla, California, but a yeah. lot of professors and professors' kids and high-profile doctors and things like that. I mean, you try getting in a, a, a science fair with these oh, kids, yeah, all terrible, right? terrible, terrible. I'm just telling you right now, they cheated, but that's another story. Right. But what I've I come mean, to find in life. You've got your cutout thing of the solar system and the other kid's got a particle collider. Yeah, I've got, yeah, I've got two right. snails and this other guy's got, you know, genetic research into exactly. something else. Yeah, exactly. so anyway. I'm curing cancer exactly. in the sixth grade. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and I could give you names. But anyway, um, my theory is, is you can't be really good and gifted on one thing without, like, maybe not being so good at others. Maybe social skills. There's some deficiencies. Yeah, you basically, my theory is everybody gets 100 points. They're just distributed differently in people. Right, right. And I've come to think that that's a, 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 a truth. Well, so here's the news story. This is uh, March 30th out of Australia. 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 Okay. Uh, headline. Astrophysicist, an astrophysicist. Wow, not so just your typical physicist. Not a rocket scientist, this is but your an astrophysicist. Astrophysicist. Okay, Rossroll gets, gets magnets stuck up his nose while inventing coronavirus device. Australian doctor Daniel Reardon, <laughs> Reardon, Reardon. Yeah, ended up in the hospital after inserting magnets in his nostrils while building a necklace that warns you when you touch your face. Because you know right now, you're not supposed to touch your face and stuff like that because you don't want to transmit the virus. How do you pick your nose? Well, that's a problem. Okay. So an, an Austra Australian astrophysicist has been admitted to the hospital after getting four magnets stuck up his nose in an attempt to invent a device that stops people from touching their face during the, during the coronavirus outbreak. Dr. Daniel Reardon, a research fellow at Melbourne University, was building a necklace that sounds an alarm on facial contact when the mishap occurred on Thursday night. The 27-year-old astrophysicist who studies pulsars and gravitational waves said he was trying to liven up the boredom of self-isolation with the four powerful neodymium, dimimium? I don't know, magnets. The lithium crystals, yeah. I have some electronic equipment, but really no experience or expertise in building circuits or things. <laughs> He well, told the Guardian of Australia. <laughs> I got myself a gun. I ain't never used it before, but I'm going to point it around. Don't make some noise. Good yeah, mate. Okay. What, what's your problem? Yeah, I got some yeah. magnets stuck up my nose. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Good day. Uh, that's not a good day. No, uh, that's a bad day. That's a bad day. Wow. Um, yeah. I had a part that, to de that detects magnetic fields. I thought that if I built a circuit that could detect the magnetic field and wore oh, so, the magnet on, on my wrist... So there was electricity the involved. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's not in his upper 20 points, is what I'm thinking. There was electricity involved, magnets, nasal cavities, and a bored scientist. So don't eat bats and don't put magnets up your nose. Yeah. You know who else is a bad people group to give isolation and no and time to? Huh. You never want to be around bored firefighters. Yeah, that's true. But they, I, I think that that's true about pretty much any any person who's of the male persuasion. That's true. I mean, the Bible says it is not. Board, yeah, it is not pastors, good. Bored pastors are just as bad. Yeah, it is not good for man to be alone. Right. Yeah. Bored construction workers bad. Bored. Oh. Bad things happen Board with the pastors. Guns. Bad, yeah. Boredom is bad. Wow, boredom is really bad. Ooh. Have you done anything loco since you've been home? No, no. Now the vertigo has kind of been keeping me low. Hmm. Yeah. 
I went all out yesterday. I changed a nine volt battery and a smoke detector down at my mom's oh, house. Oh wow, that's you're doing the hard work. Doing the hard work. Well, I didn't use it. a ladder. She was all ticked off. Oh well, you were tall enough. No, I jumped on top of a bench. Oh well, that works. I mean, the I hear the ERs ladder. are pretty much empty right now. Yeah, you don't want to be in the ER right now. Really? No. I you call don't want the, to be in the ER anytime. I called ahead before my bike ride, and they said they had plenty of room. Plenty of room. Good, good job. Good job. Yeah. So, wow. Uh, do you have any additional news stories that we should add to the news moment? I've got no news. Okay. I mean, there's, oh, well, I, I did, you know, there's a little bit of good news out there. Uh-huh. So, I sent you an article this morning. Oh, I didn't read that And it had to yet. do Tell with the, the, the M95 masks that are manufactured in China. In ninety five. Oh yeah, yeah. You, I did read this article. Okay, yeah, it was kind of cool. So, um, the guy who owns the New England Patriots. Uh-huh. Cl- is, uh huh. What is it? Whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. And then uh, the governor of what state is that? Massachusetts. I think it is Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Uh, they put together a deal to get masks out of China. Yeah. 1.3 million masks or something like that, but there was no way to get them here. Uh-huh. So they worked to deal with the Chinese government using uh, an ambassador here, and they took the Patriots plane. The Patriots have a plane. They got a plane, and they flew it to China, which is a big deal, but they flew to China. They weren't allowed. Nobody was allowed to get out of the plane, and they loaded the masks, and I think it was like 1.5 million or something masks, but they could only put 1.3 1.2 million. Is that what it was? Uh, some of them, they couldn't fit in there. Yeah, the reason they couldn't fit the rest in is because Tom Brady's um, footballs that weren't entirely filled up were taking up the rest. They put of the air plane. in them. Is yeah. that what it was? Well, no, they were just taking up too much room in the plane. Depressurized. Yeah. Yeah. And so they didn't have enough room for another, you know, 300,000. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Well, yeah. if they had inflated them, and, they could, yeah. And apparently... Um, you, you can only get these N95 masks if you have a Patriots hat and you're a supporter of the Patriots football team. It's not worth it. I, that's, that's not in the news report. I just oh, think you just made that up. Mr. Kraft. Mr. Kraft is the owner of uh, the, the Patriots, the six-time world champion Patriots. It says it on they the side of the plane. plane. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. have their own plane. Now, what I did... Do you think the Chargers have a plane? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the Chargers got nothing, all right? You know what? Uh, they they left. I they they are dead to me. They're the Chargers are dead to me. You yeah. know, bolt. Yeah, right. <laughs> Lightning bolt. The Carson Chargers. It just doesn't even, doesn't uh, even sound right. Goodness gracious. Okay, but uh, but then a touching part of the story is I a guess there's a don't, but don't touch your face because the no. magnets might shoot up your nose. But there's a rivalry between them and the New York Jets. There is, and so the owner of the Patriots, uh-huh. who has a soft spot for New York, uh, I guess he went to Columbia University. Okay. Uh, gave 300,000 masks to the city of New York to help them out with their crises. When you're a jet, you're a jet. There you go. All right. Well, that is, that is an uplifting news story. For I'm glad to see some people are getting along. Because it, it certainly nobody else has anything to do in the sporting world. Yeah, the very last line of, the, of this uh, article, it said that, so with the agreement, Governor Baker, they pledged to send 300,000 masks on to New York. That was nice. Very nice of them. Yeah. What do you think the Packers fans are using for masks? Cheese heads. Cheese heads? Yeah. Swiss cheese? Yeah. Uh, Yep, pretty much. All right. Well, we don't have a football team. No, we don't. But I I like the Packers. 
Yeah. Well, I like the I Patriots. I played for the Patriots. I like the Patriots the just because Patriots. Um, I like Steve Neal. Yeah, He's Steve a friend Neal's of ours. Steve a good guy. He's and good he guy. played for the Patriots. He did. He's and nice I played for the Patriots. He's a nice guy. Just a different Patriot. Just a different one. Uh-huh. Slightly wow. less televised. So are you ready to do some communion this weekend with your family? We, we are going to do communion. Um, uh, we're going to do communion at a distance. There you go. Cross-connection at home. So make sure, listeners, that you have some uh, some bread and juice. Elements. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could probably use tortilla chips if you have to, or tortillas. Or oyster crackers. Oyster that's what crackers, use, yeah. that's what we use. Matzah, yeah, the yeah. traditional matzah, some yeah. grape juice, or some grape Kool-Aid if you have to. Whatever you, you got. You talked about Kool-Aid last yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I actually brought, uh, we had some leftover communion cups. Uh-huh. And so I put some on the center table here. So if you want to take some of those home and do oh, that. Oh, well, there you family. go. There you go. You know, because you know kids and grape juice. You got to have the little cups. You know, it That kind of completes the whole thing. There's an old friend of mine, Dan Gordon, who since went to be with the Lord, but one of the things that Dan told me, he goes, you know, I realized as a pastor that there was a certain amount of trust that God put in me as a pastor. And I go, of course. He goes, but it really became evident was the first time I was serving communion. And he says, God trust me to walk across his carpet with a plate full of grape juice. And he says, growing up, I was kind of a little bit clumsy at times. He goes, my mother or father never would have trusted me walking across our carpet with a thing of grape juice. And so, I mean, struck you've, me. you've served communion many times over the years. Many times. Have you ever had a fumble? No. No? No. No drop the plate of anything? Nope. No. Well, I, we had a fumble one time, one night. This is years ago. It was on a Saturday night service. I still remember it. And fortunately, it was a fumble of the bread. This is when we had a plate for the bread and a plate for the cup. Mm-hmm. Now we have both together. Right. But uh, we had a we had a bread fumble. Ooh, yeah. And uh, and those things when they hit the ground they make a really loud clinking noise. Yes, they those do. Plates, yeah. So it it kind of pulled people out of the mood for a moment. We had one, we had one good. go bad at Maranatha where a whole and the guy, stack fell over. See what happened is the guy went to hand me the plate, and I went to reach for it, and he let go before I had it, and so and I watched it in slow motion go and hit the ground and. Bread went everywhere. Did you try the foot save? No, no. And and then he wanted to try and clean it up. I said, just, we'll get it later. Yeah, we're good. That's good. Well, now we don't have carpet, so we can just hose the place out. Right, that's right. Very true. Wow. Anyway, so yeah, get your stuff ready for communion this weekend. We will partake of communion at a distance because it's an important Sunday this Sunday. It is Palm Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, we are not too far away from Easter. As of today, I think we're 10 days from Easter. Hmm. And it's going to be... Easter at home. This is going to be weird. Palm Sunday and Easter at home. No church services at the church. All online. It's going to be different. It will be. It will be different. But this We're is going to be like things. Little House on the Prairie or something. Is that right? Well, you're going to be, you know, away from everybody. So, yeah. uh, do you have an Easter plan yet for your family? Well, my my parents are officially on lockdown, and normally we would go to my parents' house on Easter, mm-hmm. and uh, and now I've basically been forbidden. I'm going to my parents' house. Verboten. Verboten, yeah. So uh, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to maybe, you know, make a ham or something. Did you get one of the big Costco hams, the one they were really cheap? We already ate it. You didn't freeze one or two of them? I don't, I mean, you don't have to look and see. I, I was in there the other day. They're, they're back up to their normal price, and they're not cheap when they're back no, up to their normal not. price. So, so they, for a little while, were like, what, six bucks or something? Yeah, or they're cheap? really cheap. Yeah, they were like more. 20 bucks off or something. Yeah, because now the one I looked at the other day, it was 
it was like 30 bucks. Yeah, those are the leftover from Christmas hams. Ah, the ones. But there you anyway, go. we had one in the freezer. We're gonna, I think I'm going to have my folks up. Well, they live right next they door. They live right so next door. Helpful. And then just get the family together. Maybe Garrett and Grace. And maybe we'll just do church right there in the living room. Yeah. And then uh, do communion. And then uh, as you watch the feast. service, the cross connection service will be live broadcasted. So live. So live. Well, yes. Mostly live. Live enough. Live It'll enough. be lively, shall we say. Oh, yeah? Will there be dancing? Yes. Social discoing? Absolutely. Groovy. Okay. Well, um, I guess we could probably do some questions. Some people have faithfully sent us their questions. So <laughs> And they've been listening to us for an hour. Yeah, it's or, been a while. Yeah, wow. Okay, well, let's 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 jump in there for a question here. All right, number one. Number uno, if we can be confident that God is doing a good work through our prayers and a lot of people are praying, why isn't this virus going away? Well, that's a good question, and it comes right out of my message from last Sunday because I did say that we can be confident that God is doing a good work through our prayers. So somebody was listening. Somebody was listening. That's helpful. I'm Much not appreciated. I'm not we so actually had some really... A lot of viewers, a ton time. of viewers, but yeah. I'm not so. I'm not, I'm not. I'm still mixed motions on the um, chat bar. You know, it's funny you should say that because some people really, really like it, and some people are very upset by it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I, I don't know either way. I mean, part You're of kind of in the middle somewhere. I mean, as a pastor, You're a centrist. I wouldn't want people to be talking during my sermon. I understand they're fact checking me. I get that. Right. But then the other side of it is they're maybe getting in some much-needed interaction. Yeah, we, we need some sort of interaction. So, I don't know. I had a Zoom meeting last night with one of the guys in my Connect group. I think we're going to have a Zoom meeting with all the guys in my Connect group tonight or tomorrow. Oh, cool. But yeah, so the chat window. Um, what are people going to do when they don't have the chat window and they have to come back to church? You think they're going to start texting each other in the middle of the message? They probably already do. They, I'm sure they probably already do. You know, that's the new way of hand, passing a note. You just send a text message. Yeah. You know, sometimes people send me text messages right in the middle of my message and they pop so, up on my phone. Sometimes I do. Well, the questions podcast comes in right to my phone. So, so yeah, I mean, I get them right in the middle of the message. Sometimes I think like, maybe I should answer that now. It's a good question. I haven't done that before. Pardon me. <clears throat> maybe I should. Well, you okay. know, here's oh, the sorry. deal. Yeah, go ahead. But here's the deal. Cut you off. Well, here's something that's kind of cool about this whole thing. Mm. There's a lot of cool stuff about this quarantine. The new, the new quarantine, the new things yeah, we're learning. the new normal. But we get a chance to reset our lives. We do. And, and you should take advantage of that, listeners. I mean, for some people, they could reset a career. They could reset some, some habits maybe they've gotten into that aren't good. Um, you're home alone with you know kids. Maybe they're driving you insane. Maybe it's time to go, wow, maybe I should fix that or maybe i should work on my patience right or right. or work on your kids or uh don't let your kids having... do anything that would make you not like them exactly right. or you know you want i always wanted people to like my kids right absolutely uh, and then and you you definitely are gonna you're gonna be more likely to love your own kids so if you don't like them you really have a problem exactly no one's gonna like yeah them. and yeah. then um i think even with marriages uh-huh some yeah. work to put in there yeah i mean you if you're looking across from your spouse and you don't have anything to say or you're not getting along. It's like, ooh, you know, that was all shielded by the busyness. In the, in the lockdown with my wife, we watched Pride and Prejudice again the other night. Awesome. She was very happy. I scored huge points. I said, do you want to watch Pride and Prejudice? And she lit up like like the uh, Times Square on New Year's Eve. Well, she's a hardworking woman. Yeah. You know, uh, you can never go wrong by suggesting Pride and Prejudice, Sense uh -huh. and Sensibility. We haven't seen Sense and Sensibility. Uh North the other South. one she wants to see is called Emma. Have you seen this one? 
It's with Gwyneth Paltrow. It's not as happy. Okay, well, we haven't seen that one. Yeah. She said, so we should watch that. And you I might want to yeah. preview that because, you know, you don't want to bummed out. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, back to the question probably. Yeah, if, okay, we, yeah. if we can be confident that God is doing a good work through our prayers and a lot of people are praying, why isn't this virus going away? Um, well, the first thing that comes to my mind, and I don't know what you think about this, Pastor Mark, but I wonder how bad it could be if we weren't praying. Ooh. That's a question to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do believe that God works through our prayers. I, one of my passages, I may have referenced this in the message last week. I knew I, t- I know I talked about it somewhere at some point over the last couple of weeks. I love the passage in about the middle section of Isaiah. It's about Isaiah 37 or 38. The city of Jerusalem is surrounded by the Assyrian king Sennacherib's armies. And the king, Hezekiah, he goes before the Lord at the temple. He lays out this letter that the king of Assyria has sent to him about, hey, we're going to destroy you. And he cries out to God in prayer. And God says, because you have prayed to me, mm-hmm. Hezekiah, here's what I'm going to do. And I love that. God says, you know what? Because you prayed, I'm going to work. So I think we can be confident that God is working through our prayers. We do not know all the things that are happening in the heavenlies. I love saying that, in the heavenlies. heavenlies. Very mysterious. Um, yes, very much so. But God is working. And uh, I think about another story in the Old Testament, the time of Daniel, that Daniel was interceding before the Lord for like two weeks. He's praying, Mm -hmm. and uh, finally an angel comes to him and tells him, listen, I was withstood by the prince of Persia. So there was some sort of spiritual entity that the angel was standing against and fighting against, trying trying to come and deal with this. But there was a lot going on in the spiritual realm. So we just, we have no idea what's going on in the spiritual realm. And uh, I think we can be certain that God is working. And there are a lot of good things that are happening in the process of all the bad things that are going on in the world. And uh, I think we're seeing some of those things come to pass. We're going to see some amazing things over the next several weeks and months as um, the God-given ingenuity that has been given to scientists and doctors and nurses. Mm -hmm. Have you seen all the stuff that's been going on about nurses online and doctors? And there's all kinds of videos of people honking their horns for the doctors and nurses and the heroes. My wife. She's a hero. She's in the, she's in the ICU. So yeah, it's kind of cool. People are. Yeah, I've seen all, that's some good positive stuff. And I think one of the things to remember is is what looks bad in our economy or our opinion uh, to us is not necessarily bad in the spiritual realm. And because the goal of man is much different than God's goals, and um, this I think is, there's this is some pushing people to pray. Yeah, and I think, you know, we need to talk about the elephant in the room because the, the thing that people are going to go, did God cause this? I think that's one of our Oh, it is. Okay. Questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, as we talk about that, I, I think it's one thing that, you know, bad things happen, but God uses them for good. And I've already seen quite a bit of good just here at Cross Connection through these circumstances. And thankfully, I don't know of one of our members that has actually gotten this virus. That to my not knowledge, that, not that we know of, yeah, not we know. Um, but I've seen some really great things as far as what our family is doing here at you the church. You don't got a case of corona? No, no, I don't got a case of corona. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, but I've seen a lot of good things there. People are praying. Uh, my wife's getting a ton of prayers online and things like yeah, that. She's awesome. sending those out every week and or every day. And then, uh, 
uh, I see some people stepping up and I see people praying. And I think that some of those Christians, the average Christian, you know, we talked about this last week, who only goes to church once every five weeks or twice every five weeks and is not really participating and church is not a big center of their life. I think we're going to see a change when we can come back to church. I think you better show up early and get your seat because I think it's going to be packed. So uh, among my connect group guys, I got a, a group text from all my connect group guys. And uh, one of the guys in my connect group was, um, he was driving for work because a lot of these guys are still working. And um, he was on his way to a place for work and he, he saw this billboard. Um, it was over in Encinitas, I guess. And he sent it to my guys. You get, you want to read this on the on the air here. This is the picture of the billboard. Wow, it's and a big you, picture. And you tell me what you think about this. The best part of online church is not having to admit your atheist friends that you actually believe in something. Ooh. So this is uh, an advertisement from a church called Awaken Church, and it's over in Encinitas. And so one of the, one of the guys in my connect group sent me this picture. And it, let me tell you, I was I was in the process of a meeting online. And this thing started, there was like 60 text messages back and forth between my guys. They were not happy about it. They, I'm not happy about they it. They wanted to go and uh, paint. Um, they wanted to go tag that sign with some cross-connection orange paint uh, to put their own thoughts Taggers on Taggers for Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. So Lame. Uh, they're not, not going to do it, but they weren't happy about this. The best part of online church is not having to admit to your atheist friends that you actually believe in something. No, I think you need to take this opportunity to let people know that you actually believe in something and they need to believe too. Yeah, I, it, I mean, it's never been easier to invite somebody over for That's church. for sure. Here's a link. Yeah. Click on this. Yeah, or this guy's got answers. Or, hey, there's a podcast with two knuckleheads that are answering questions. Yeah. Uh, eventually. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, or, hey, you know, what are you doing? Easter, come on over to my house. We're going to hang out. Yeah. If you're hanging out already. There you go. So, if yeah. If you're allowed to do that, social distancing, don't, don't do it if you feel sick. Yeah. Well... It's kind of crazy because every time I ride my bike, I have a like a dry cough and my nose runs. Uh huh. So well, that's like normal. Yeah, but I've had like a coronavirus for like five years. You know? Yeah. Okay. There you go. But people look at you kind of funny. Shall we do number two? Sure. Because we answered number one. I think we did. Okay, well, maybe. Good. It's it hasn't gone away because it's not time. Yes. Yet. And so, um, but don't waste this trial, people. Truly. Do not waste this. Two, what is the best way to deal with your frustrations when you're told you have to stay at home and can't go to work? Mark? <laughs> How did I end up with that? I, I'm tossing yeah. the football to okay, you. Okay, well, here's what I'm doing. Even I, I'm working on projects that were home projects that needed to be working on, so I started that. I am taking this time to call people and to see how they're doing and to communicate with them and just let them know, hey, we're there and how are you doing? So I'm, I'm talking to people on the phone a lot. I mean, you know, you ever talk on a phone so much your ear gets sweaty? So I, I've got the ear sweaty thing going on. Uh, catching up on, you know, things at work, so to speak. Hanging out with family. Um, let's see, what else to go crazy? I am riding my bike. I can still get away with that. Uh, that helps with the exercise to get out and to do that. So those kind of things. And then obviously, uh, I'm able to have some in-depth conversations spiritually with my wife. And I am personally just kind of working on a little catalog because I want to do some short video shorts about some different things, just trying to do some outlines 
And so I'm going to start think, putting those out, and that should be encouraging. Yeah, you know. Uh, or they're going to be really dumb. I, I think all those things are really, really good. Uh, I have to say, I I am more busy right now than I have been in months. Well, you've been busy with a lot of the website stuff, too, for putting all the stuff online. Website and you still stuff, got school. Kids stuff. Oh, yeah, you've got stuff, children at home. Family stuff. Lots of things like that. But I will say, in talking with a number of my friends who are a little bit less busy and somewhat frustrated to be locked up, um, that this has been a great opportunity for some people to uh, finish up some of the things around the house that they haven't been able to get to. Right. So that's one thing, aside from spending time with Jesus. Well, what I was going to say on the spiritual side of this, I think people are so busy, sometimes they don't have the time to sit down and think and consider and pray and be thankful. You know, it's a a three-minute prayer on the way out of the door with a cup of coffee and a bagel sitting on top of your thing, and they're jumping in the car and they're going to work. And I think this is a really good opportunity to spend some, hit the reset button and make a habit of spending time with the Lord. If you're bored and you're fidgeting and rather than turn on your television, go in your backyard, go sit underneath a tree, do do something and go just pour your heart out to God and see what he has to uh, say to you. And then, you know, obviously reading your Bible, uh, I think you're going to be really refreshed. It's, you know, there were other forced Sabbaths, so to speak, in history, and they weren't so easy. Yeah. So um, I think don't waste this. Take advantage of it. Take some time to be spiritually renewed. Don't think about what you can't do. Start doing the things you can do. Yeah, I think that that is a good thing. Uh, and, you know, maybe sit down and spend some time in the morning quietly by yourself before you open up the news websites and the emails that you need to get to and look at all the list of things that you need to do because you're working from home, whatever those things may be. And uh, spend some time listening to the the Lord's word, God's word. Use the listening plan. You know, uh, that goes out every single day. And I think we were in Luke chapter 22 this morning and I listen to it every single morning and just kind of focus my attention upon the Lord for a little while, read through the scriptures, spend a few minutes in prayer doesn't need to be like four hours in prayer in the scriptures, but even if you just begin your day in that way, uh, I think it would be super, super helpful. Yeah, it was uh, interesting you were mentioned in the sermon the other day about turning off the news, and yeah. my wife uh-huh. at that time stopped in the middle of the sermon and pulled the news off of her phone. Ah, And I'll tell you what, that has really been a blessing for her. Less news is she? Is she a bit of a? She's not really a news news hog. I mean, I think sometimes she can be a little bit. She didn't strike me as a news. news No, she's not. But I I think she can be a little bit of a get discouraged by some of the things in the news. Well, most of the stuff in the news is discouraging. Yeah, but but just pulling that away, and I really encouraged her in that because honestly, the coronavirus news is no different today than it was five weeks ago or three weeks ago. Rather, Um, it's all the same. And so, uh, if somebody comes up with a cure, you'll know about it. That's for sure. That's for sure. So um, anyway. So doing things like that. Yeah. Okay. Number three, what are the fruits of righteousness? Philippians one eleven. Yeah, this was right out of the uh, passage we were in on Sunday again. So um, Paul was praying for the church at Philippi that they would be filled with the fruits of righteousness. And um, obviously the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about fruitfulness as a Christian, I think of two things. John chapter 15 where Jesus talks about, I am the vine and you are the branches and whoever abides in me will bear much Much fruit. fruit. Uh, But then the other thing that comes to my mind is Galatians chapter five. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, self-control, the whole list that's there in Galatians 5, 22, 23. But then specifically the fruits of righteousness here in Philippians one, 
Uh, I think those things that are produced in the person's life, in the life of the, the believer, uh, according to God's righteousness in their life. So the fruits of living rightly before the Lord are the fruits of righteousness that need to be in our lives. Those are good things. Right. I mean, even, well, we'll call them unrighteous or unsaved people. Yeah. Um, sometimes they adopt righteous habits, and there are fruit from those, ha- from those habits. And they didn't even realize that it was a, it was a God thing. So that's really cool. Okay, um, I, we're going to do something special here, real quick. Little I'm deviation, special. little deviation okay. from the norm. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna dial in. We're gonna phone a friend on a couple of questions. Phone a friend's friend. Phone a friend next to you. So so here we go. We're gonna phone a friend with some uh, FaceTime here. Is this a phony friend or a real? Friend? No, no, we're gonna phone a friend. We're gonna phone a friend. Let's see if he answers yes there there we go phone a friend this is the the who wants to be a millionaire phone a friend i was gonna say edition. phone a friend's phone phone a friend phone next to you wait a minute does this mean that i get to be the millionaire because yes. that would be awesome pastor david Guzik. oh you're a millionaire everybody in santa barbara's a millionaire come on there you go well maybe in what we owe we're millionaires <laughs> yeah well yeah. i mean is this the golden voice i can't see the screen but i think i know no, who I, we're is. just on audio today just oh on audio. okay yeah. yeah hey david Guzik, how are you Hey Miles, it's uh, I'm doing very well. Thank you. I hope you are as well. You just finished up your uh, your questions episode on the uh, Enduring Word live uh, YouTube channel, right? That's right, I did. And so we've stepped it up. We're doing them twice a week now. Uh, Thursday has been for some time, but now we're doing them on Monday as well. That's awesome. Okay, so we we have two questions for you that we want to pitch to you today. One of them, okay. Uh, one of them, you and I kind of all right sent to you the other day thinking about this because we're going to be partaking of communion at a distance this weekend. And so right. um, we have people who are going to be partaking of communion at home. But what if they don't have, uh, you know, the, the traditional things for communion, grape juice and some unleavened bread? So if you partake of communion at home, do you have to have those things? What, what can you do? Well, I think it's one of those things that you should just do the best that you can. Um, give a little forethought. And if you can get the right things or similar to right things, I I think that the ideal is to use uh, unleavened bread and to use grape juice, either unfermented uh, wine, which is grape juice, or fermented wine, wine itself. Um, But that's the ideal. If you don't have that, you can use whatever bread you might have uh, or whatever, you know, juice-like liquid. I mean, if it's best to use what's better, but if you can't do it, then just use what's on hand. Well, there you go. So you talked about reverence, David. Yes. And is there, because I'm sure all of us pastors probably, this is a weird question, but I have something certainly that I brings me to a place of reverence. Is there a particular thought pattern or a particular place that you're putting your heart when you go to take communion? Is there a place you're putting your head and your heart just before you go to receive communion? Because well, a lot of times we're doing it for other people, but when you're when you're doing this and you're going to sure. take communion, is there a place you have your head in your heart? Well, you know, the whole an important aspect of communion is to remember. Jesus said, "Do this in right. remembrance of me." And when I remember Jesus on the cross and just sort of try to you know picture that whole scene, uh, what it what it looked like, uh, what it sounded like what it smelled like there at the cross man it's it's so moving and then when i add to that 
the, the far greater aspect than the tortured suffering of a man was what happened spiritually at the cross uh, with all the guilt, shame, and judgment that my sin deserved being put upon God the Son. Uh, all that stuff just really moves me to, uh, you know, just a sober reflection of uh, the greatness of what Jesus did. It moves me to reverence. Super. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Well, we, and it's in- also interesting that when you have that reverence and you're spending that time, that after communion's over, I don't know about you, but for me, there's like a feeling of joy yeah. that sweeps yeah. over me. Because Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't think we should make reverence and joy like enemies. Not at all. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're not talking about being, you know, super somber or depressed. Uh, but no, there there is a joyful element to this. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. And the the joy the Lord gives us some great strength too, especially when we're going through challenges like we're going through right now. Absolutely. Okay, well, speaking of the challenge that we're going through right now, do you think, this is the question we got to the questions podcast, is this virus a plague from God to judge the world? Well, aren't you guys just giving me your toughest questions Well, here? that What's was kind of the point, this? yeah. I mean, if we're going to call the great David Guzik, then yeah, we, we absolutely are going to give you that. Well, ones. when you're done, I'm just going to make some stuff up, but you roll with it, yeah. Okay, well, look, no. I mean, I think that that's a many-layered question. Okay, first of all, I mean, I, I believe that God's in control. God's in control of this world. I don't think D- that David's things are happening. Pe- David's peeling back the onion right yeah, now. Open, you go, yeah. David. You know, I open mean, the I, onion. I, I, I hope I'm not controversial for that statement. I hope you but are. I mean, I, God's in control. This didn't catch God by surprise. So either mm-hmm. by directly guiding or by allowance just from a fallen world, um, God has allowed this to happen. Now, it's, then it's discerning the purpose for what God has allowed to happen. And I don't think there's any one answer to that question. Right. Um, certainly, some people will experience this as a, a judgment. Other people will experience it as a wake-up call. Right. Other people will experience it as, as something glorious that has brought them into a serious walk with Jesus Christ all over again. And, and sometimes we only see... If one of those aspects is much greater than the other for the culture, the society as a whole, uh, we only see that down the road. I mean, I almost want to say in five years, let's look back and see, was this a judgment? Was this a wake-up call? Was this God graciously you know, intervening? You, you know, Now, all of those aspects are present, but does one of those aspects really dominate more than the others? Well, I think we'll know after a period of time. Hmm. So I'm walking through this personally. My wife's looking at me a little funny sometimes. And well, that's she, typical. Well, that's, I mean, it's just, yeah, she lives with me. She knows. Yeah, okay. But I mean, yeah. personally, as I'm walking through this, I'm, I'm not like afraid at all. And what I'm seeing in this is, um, I, I don't want to say I'm experiencing joy, but I'm watching these opportunities Yes. Uh, to be a spiritual entrepreneur, I call it. And I'm spending a lot of time trying to think of like the church, I think, is going to get added to after yeah, this. Absolutely. How do we encourage that, those people and mentor those people and disciple those people? And I'm looking at this. I mean, what I'm the two things I'm experiencing is one, God's got my full attention. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, as a pastor, trying to 
just li- listen to what he's trying to, to show me that I need to do. But the second thing is my faith is really being just reassured and, and, and shored up because I just see so much provision, um, not just for my family and my children, but even the people, uh, the people at our church. I'm watching so much provision for them personally, professionally, spiritually, all those things, and I, I'm so encouraged by what's watching this. Mark, I say amen to that. Let, let me just say, like in the big picture, sometimes we tie ourselves up in knots by trying to figure out, is this from God or is this from the devil? I mean, you could apply that to all kinds of circumstances. I had a Porsche like that once. Yeah, I had a Porsche like that once. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's right. So this is well, I'll I'll apply this, and this applies to your Porsche as well. Instead of tying up your yourself in knots over that question, why don't you just say, "I don't know if it came from God or the devil, but this is what I do know: God wants to use this for His glory and to advance His kingdom, and the devil wants to use it to steal, kill, and destroy." Right. And, and so instead of worrying about where it came from, let's, let's put ourselves saying, Lord, I, I believe you want to use this for good in your kingdom. Use me as your instrument to bring about as much good and advance for your kingdom during this strange season as can possibly be. Well, that's a was, great, great yeah. point, too, uh, because— Ma- I was we... talking to a pastor friend of ours, um, Stan, yeah. uh-huh. in, um, in uh, the Netherlands, and Stan told me that— in his church, since they've been doing it online, more husbands who don't yet know the Lord have been attending service online with their wives than ever before. That's awesome. They, they won't set foot in a church, but they've been coming to service, and God's speaking to those guys. Yeah, absolutely. And just how wonderful that is. Well, and I mean, the perfect picture of, you know, something where, you know, is this God or is this the enemy is what we're going to be celebrating a week from Friday, Good Friday, because in the, yes. the picture of the cross, you know, you could see Satan thinking he's triumphant, but in reality, God is triumphing. So, you know, important things to consider. Hmm. Absolutely. So you done with your questions, Miles? You, you have a question for I, I have a question. Uh-oh. I don't know where this is going, David. You can hang no, out this at is, any time. This is, this is, I think it's very spiritual. Oh, okay. I was going to ask him how the Mustang restoration well, is Well, no, coming, I was going to no, throw no, that no, out no, there, no. too, because, well, I mean, he's got well, some extra free time at the moment. Well, I bet he's dialing 1-800-Joe's-Mustang parts all the time. But no, not that at all. So it was interesting. My wife and I, you know, we have these morning conversations, and she goes, you know, I was doing this stretching thing uh, on a video uh, I won't use the Y word because people get all freaked out about the Y word, but it sounds but a when, lot like when, yogurt. Mark, were you doing the stretching thing? No, I, I don't own stretchy pants. Okay, so, good. I, yeah, I just yeah. want to clarify that. Thank but the, you. the person— w- Wouldn't you describe some of those bike pants that you wear as stretchy pants? Yeah, but I wear bro shorts over them. Okay, good. But, I'm very happy to hear And there's a reason why nobody <laughs> likes to ride behind me, though, because sometimes those shirts are a little bit too short, I'm told. So I got some longer shirts. So anyway, but she was doing this—, this this online Christian little class thing. She's, you know, trying to help, help with some back issues. Yeah. Stretches. So, um, and she says the, the, the person was leading it was saying, pose this question. They're Christian. And they said, if you were in Jesus's presence, if you could have a meeting with Jesus, if you were going to hang with Jesus, where would you be? What would the setting and where would you be? And she asked me this question and I said, well, where would you be? And she says, well, I, I would be up in his lap. 
that's where I'd want to be. And I mean, like a little kid and a father. And she goes, yeah. And I said, well, that's kind of interesting because I know her well and over the years. And I go, that makes sense. That's the relationship you have with God. And, and, I, and she says, where would you be? And I said, well, we'd be in a boat. Jesus would have the outboard and he'd be steering and I'd just be ready to go on an adventure. And she says, well, that makes sense because you just like to go wherever, you know, you like to be on an adventure with Jesus. You're not worried about the comfort and the touchy feeling. I go, no, I want to be, I want to be doing amazing things. So in your head, if you were going to imagine you were spending time with the Lord, where would you be? What would be the setting? If you could arrange the meeting. Well, I, I would say this, the image that comes to my mind first is in some way I would be working together with Jesus. Yeah. You know, um, I love that phrase, and it just blows my mind, uh, that says, we are co-laborers with Christ. Mm -hmm. We are workers together with him. And uh, I just love the feeling, and especially because, and you know this, Mark, that um, one way that men get to know each other is by working together. Absolutely. You know, instead of with, you know, long talks over cups of coffee, work together. And that's a very relational thing for me. So for me, it's not just the aspect of getting things done uh, in the kingdom, but it's also very much the aspect of I, I know I get to know my Savior better as I work with him. That's, that's, that's good. I mean, that's almost like my other question that I ask, go, what do you want to be doing when the Lord comes back when you got caught? Right. I go, I, I'd like to get caught doing something really good. Right. You know, you know, praying yeah, for somebody awesome. or, you know, leading somebody to the Lord. That's what I'd like to get caught doing. Or working on the Mustang, which how is the working work on, on the, the Mustang, Mustang going? would be okay too. Yeah. How's it coming? It's good. I mean, I'm driving it around. Uh, it's, it's running good. I'm just doing little tweaks to it mechanically. The big thing is I got to decide what to do with the paint on it. But right now I'm just enjoying it kind of with the semi-rusted patina on it and fixing it up mechanically. It's a lot of fun to drive. Are you going to leave it stock? Yeah, I th at this point, I don't know. I'm kicking around with it. Maybe I'll just try to uh, blow this engine up and then put something more fun in it. What has it got in it? Just the, the standard 289. Oh, okay, well, those can be really nice. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's got pep to it. Yeah, I have one of those, uh, the Cobra model in my 49 uh, International Pickup Hot Rod I'm working on. So yeah. that's a good engine. Um, did you put disc brakes on it yet? No, I have not. You'll like those. I will. Uh, I'm sure I will. I, I, I need to do that because the stopping power is not great on it. No, they're, they're like, <laughs> yeah, they're like somewhere between a Conestoga wagon and your radio yeah, flyer. Yeah. They're bad wagon. But you, you just have to drive being very mindful of that. Well, yeah. see, I drive a like a space. Yeah. I drive like a Pentecostal, so that wouldn't work for me. <laughs> All right, David. Well, thank you for answering your phone when we call. We thanks very much, it. Miles, Mark. Nice to hear from you guys. Hey, have a great weekend. Are you uh, watching Church Online? You watching Cross Connection? Uh, I have not watched Cross Connection, oh. although oh. I am a regular listener to the Questions podcast. That makes us so happy. But I, I, I will tune in sometime. I, I thought, you know what, there's a lot of guys I just want to serve yeah, and take a look at what they're doing with Church Online. How things with, with Calvary Santa Barbara? Things are going good? Things are going great. Yeah, reaching out online and just trying to do the very best we can with all of that, just very like cool. everybody else. All righty. Yeah. Have a good one, David. You too. Bless you guys. God Thank bless you. you. Take care, man. All right. Well, you know, I think with those, uh, we should probably leave it at that for this yeah. week because we, we we've got been on the air for too long and David made us sound way, well, he humbled us. Totally unspiritual. Yeah, yeah. He humbled us in a big way. He's way more spiritual way, than we are. Way more spiritual. Wow. 
Yep. You can subscribe to the Enduring Word YouTube channel by just going to go to EnduringWord.com slash live. You know what, though? I'm not changing. Okay? If if I can arrange a meeting with Jesus, you know, I think we would be answer. in the boat. You have a good answer. He's, 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 he's wor- I mean, David's it, answer sounded way better, but... Well, he's way more spiritual. Though, well, that's true. But that's I, true. I would have a fishing... Can you imagine going fishing with Jesus? That would be fun, especially since he can make fish just arrive well that's what i'm saying i was like jesus what side of the boat should i cast yeah on? exactly so where would you be if you were hanging out with jesus you could arrange the meeting oh goodness i have no idea i have to think about that well, one see that's a great that's a great husband wife conversation yeah there you go andrea okay. and i will have to think about that sitting on the balcony this afternoon we'll there you we'll go. Chit chat. I'm willing to bet she doesn't want to be in the ICU. I will say one of my one of my happy places is out on the the in our backyard, overlooking the San Pasqual Valley. There, golf course is a beautiful spot. I like to sit out there. So just sitting there for a little while might be nice. It'd be just good. hanging out. You know, um, I was in your neck of the woods yesterday. Were you on a bike? Uh, well, I was, but oh, okay. I was there twice technically. Gotcha. Um, I had a turkey. Oh, we got lots of turkeys. Uh. Go across the road. Yeah. Why did the turkey cross the road? Well, right now it's turkey season, so he better not cross in front of me right. again. Is it turkey season right it now? It is. Well, you know, we get a fair amount of turkeys on the golf course. Well, you need to let me know so I can go out and social distance with them. Yeah. And then... Um, I So I was walking on the golf course like uh-huh. two weeks ago. Did you get the picture I sent you of the turkey on the golf course? No. I sent you a picture. Um, I was out on the golf course, and I hear like this tree kind of branches breaking and stuff and i'm mm-hmm. looking up in the trees looking up in the trees and there is a turkey 40 feet up in this tree i had no idea that turkeys did much time off the ground yeah they can fly ways yeah, yeah. so he was he was cruising around up in the trees up in about 40 feet i'm going now that is a big turkey yeah i saw a the turkey and then yesterday i had a one of the biggest ones i've ever seen bobcat uh cross uh, yeah 50 feet in front of my bike yeah we have some bobcats in the valley and some turkeys and some deer Got lots of deer. Well, so, we can't, I, yet, I can't be it? viewing those till sometime around September. Right. We'll be talking about that. Well, friends, keep your questions coming to the questions podcast. We have some more that we will delay till next week. We'll get to. Uh, but um, yeah, this weekend, join us online starting at 9 o'clock on Sunday morning at live.lifeandconnection.com. If that slows down, which there are... We got, the, we got the stats the other day. 20,000 churches are using the Church Online platform. We're, breaking, we're breaking the internet, We're breaking bro. the internet. That's up from 5,000 churches normally. So there you go. Multiple of four. Now I got 20,000 churches just on there. Lots of churches online on YouTube and on Vimeo. You can find us on YouTube at uh, youtube.lifeandconnection.com. Come check it out. And make sure you share the questions podcast with your friends online. They can text their questions to 760-814-1223. And we will try to answer those questions. With minty freshness. With minty freshness and uh, cold-blooded love. I was looking for the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. All righty. So, anything you want to... I'm done. Thank you to our sponsor, Enduring Word. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) All right. Peace out and stay in your social distancing circle. Six feet from everybody. Bye, introvert. Con Dios. Peace out.